Utah's network. Hi, this is Devin Trey from the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another episode of 40K Radio. In this episode, the hosts are joined by Terrace Cassidy from Geek Nation Tours. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of 40K Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Alex. With me, as always, is JF. Hey, Matt, Ashley, mystery guest. Ooh, Ashley. Hey, guys. And our special guest, the man behind the Freebooters Network and the head geek over at Geek Nation Tours, Terrace Cassidy. Hello, sirs and lady. Terrace, how you doing? Good, really good. Yeah, excited to be here. Thank you for joining us today. Um, we're going to talk about all the news from Nova and hear how DragonCon was from JF. And then we'll talk about Adebus Titanicus, which I know Terrace and I are very excited about. And I think JF jumped in as well. But we'll talk about that later. There's so much to talk about. Yes. So first, let's talk about what we've been doing lately, hobby-wise. Uh, and this is where we'll talk about Nova and DragonCon. JF, why don't you go first? Ah, oh, snap, man. I've been doing the kill team a lot because that's pretty much um, all I have time for. It's Kill team came into my life at just the right moment. Like when I was about to not have time for real 40K, but just enough to once in a while squeeze in like a quick game or two of something faster, lighter, but like diet 40K. I've been going to gym too. Uh, Kill Team arrives, like, out of the blue and explodes into my life, allowing me to still get some miniature time while not necessarily crippling my schedule. So that's that's been it. Also, screw Space Marines. They're, <laughs> they're easier to play than what I play. What have you been playing in your Kill Team games? I've been going ad mech. Ooh, and, nice. okay, <laughs> let's be honest, I don't play them very well. Especially not as I'm trying to teach how to play Kill Team to other people. Because Admech have a few more little tiny rules. You have to remember your canicles. You sure. have to make sure that you use your pistols in close combat when you have them. Just a, a whole lot of little things here and there that when you're trying to explain to one of your converts as you're in- evangelizing the game aggressively... Um, you you tend to you know you tend to not think of these rules and they're important rules and then you get crushed <laughs> by the newbie, which is embarrassing. Um, but otherwise, that's that's it. Like I've been doing a lot of secret conversions Ooh. for Adepticon, which is coming in way too fast for my taste. Calm down, time. Always too fast. Ah, yes. So and so I've been doing a lot of like work behind the scenes for that that I will eventually talk about, just I can't right now. And, yeah, that's it. And, and also just, you know, my jobs. Terrace, have you been uh, enjoying Kill Team? Yeah, I've uh, actually jumped on uh, on board. It's, it's kind of, as you know, I've been doing, I've, I got away from uh, 40K and, and GW for a little bit. But uh, I, I've been... In the last year, I've been doing really a lot of soul-searching on what games I, I want to play. And uh, I come down to the decision that I want skirmish games, but I only want skirmish games 
if they have a RPG or character growth element to them. So that's my that's my kind of my new kick is I want there to be character growth in it. And it just so happens that Kill Team came across my desk via the very kind and gracious people at GW. And I am completely digging it. I I love the rules, how they're a little bit different. Uh, JF, what do you think about the the movement uh, everybody moves rule? I I like it. I was at first when I saw like okay everybody everybody moves like one side moves all their things and then the other side moves all their things. But then afterwards it's by initiative order model per model. I wasn't sure how that would feel. Like I, I thought, okay, this is just going to put one, uh, one, one side at more of a disadvantage. And I was surprised to find that it doesn't so much. It definitely has like its own strategic element, but it's, it doesn't create this whole I go, you go phenomenon that we're familiar with with 40K. It's still basically the movement is, is important but since you can decide to just like put yourself ready instead, like since there, there's movement is dot, not just moving, it's also preparing reactions. Um, you're not necessarily you, you, you're, you don't have to worry that it creates an imbalance that your opponent moves all his figs or you move all your figs. Yeah, the charge happens in the in the movement phase too. I mm-hmm. thought that was kind of fascinating. So yeah, I, I I don't think it changes. I think it changes it enough from 40k that it's a different game uh but i don't think it 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 lends to any particular one group i think it might create a little bit more charging but in the same time uh if you don't make it you're gonna get blasted because uh then comes the shooting and everybody can shoot it's definitely also a multiplayer game and i'm digging that that's how we usually play here so uh, you know, you get four people on the four kill teams on the board at once, and and interrupting each other, and charging each other, and shooting. The like the whole uh, psychic phase is really interesting in that you can, if you have four players, you can stop. Everybody can stop one psyker if they want. So, hmm. so it's really I, I'm really digging it. But what I really dig about it is that it's that it really allows you to do modeling, and uh, so it it kind of gives me a couple different uh, vibes that I really, really dig like the RPG element, the growth character growth element. That's, that's big for me. I think that's my number one, my number one test is that if a game has uh, that type of element, then I'm going to get it and I'm going to play it often. I'll play other games. I'll play 40 gay for instance, but I'm, I'll actually play it less because it it has it doesn't have that element for me, but the mo- the converging the models is awesome. So I've been uh, I, I I went down the the path that I I decided that I might not uh, might never go, but I have. I went down the path of of buying Primaris Marines. Ooh. Mm. Yes. Yes. So uh, all my Death Watch guys are and that's the kill team that I'm working on are all Primaris Marines, no matter if they use Primaris rules or not. Just because I think the scale works better in a lot of ways. I really like that scale. Sure. sure. I think for Marine, that's how big a Marine should be in in our 40K land. So, so uh, And then I get to convert all of them that I did. Uh, I used – you know what's really odd? Because GW, again, graciously, when Kill Team uh, – when the Death Watch Codex came out, they sent me a Kill Team. 
And I've been using those arms on the Primaris Marines, and there's you can't tell. The arms work per- perfectly on the on those Marines. So, yeah, I think yeah, the, really the, the, the Primaris Marines are designed so you can use the shoulder pads and, and stuff from the regular Marines if you want. Yeah, and they totally and the, and but no, no, I'm talking about the arms, the actual weapon. Oh, arms. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, those those and the heads even work. So I, I'm shocked that that the heads working I think was the most brilliant stroke of it all, because everyone's yeah, got yeah. extra head bits. Right, and you can just and you can make it make it work that way, and which is really odd because they are substantially bigger than the other Marines, right? So I I was really worried that that wouldn't work, but it's totally totally worked. And so, so I've been kicking it. I've been like in, uh, individualizing each marine, and and I got a couple reaver, um, uh, primaris reaver guys, and just it's it's been a joy, a real joy to to get back to uh, building marines again. So, yeah, so that's that's my spiel about uh, kill team. So, excellent. Do um, it. <laughs> we've been playing some kill team here as well. We haven't done a a campaign or anything yet, but. I'm sure, as everybody saw, the GW is actually releasing an organized play kit for Kill Team. I've got a local store that's already hyping it up. Yeah, my local store is too. I'm actually I'm going to help them out run it, but it's a three month campaign with all sorts of little prizes and stuff in there. It looks really interesting. I'm uh, getting excited to get that started. I'm really bummed I have to miss out because I have to start studying for exams again. Oh, yeah. yes- ah. Yesterday, yesterday. So it's unfortunately bad timing, but I'll still be playing Kill Team here and there. What? I just can't make the time commitment for the campaign. Yeah. What is it called? I I missed that whole release. What's it's the... it's it's not out yet, but they're releasing an organized play kit that re- retailers can order for Kill Team. So it's a it's designed to be a three month campaign. You know, your store may change or whatever, but there's um, little pins and prizes, and there's actually they have like medals every month for the the top three players in the in the Kill Team campaign. Really? How yeah. awesome! I'll have, to, I'll have to take that in. Maybe I'll have to go to a store and fight with the kill team. And that's, I think, one of the the other things that are really good about skirmish games and about this one in particular is that since we already mentioned Adepticon, um, I'm going to bring my kill team, and it's going to uh, there's going to be like five guys. There you go. I might even, I might bring a, a couple extra, which mean it'll be eight guys. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so. Yeah, pretty excited about that. So, oh yeah, I see it here with the medals and everything. How nice. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. And I really like the fact that you can personalize your miniatures. I think that that's... And bring character to them. Because uh, that's my speak now. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm planning on eventually doing a, a four-man team of lictors completely converted from just the... <laughs> massive amounts of plastic bits that I have left over from the various monstrous creatures I've bought over the years. But I am. <laughs> yeah, but how could you not? Like, that sounds Right? Awesome. Yeah. Sure. I hear it's an okay kill team, but not, like, it's so kind of one-trick pony-ish, but still. It'll be fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's totally alien, too, like, or Predator or oh, whatever. Yeah. Like, it's still got that vibe, right? And I think that that's what I'm really looking for. I'm looking for the table to come come alive. Like that, I mean, that's always been my thing. You guys have heard me say that time and time again. But but uh, I think Kill Team really has the ability for it to come alive because um, it really has a, that storybook RPG feel. 
Yeah, it's very cool. Lots of options. Um, so, Ashley, what have you been up to lately? Well, this past weekend was Nova Open. Should I just start with that? Yeah, go for it. So, All right. this past weekend, this last weekend was Nova Open. Um, All right, great. Thanks. I had planned to go on Friday and Saturday. Um, but I ended up getting tonsillitis last week Ooh. and had to take Friday off of work to nap. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I was a little bit, uh, down on the voice on Saturday. And in fact, by the time I got home Saturday night at like, I don't know, one or two in the morning, um, I in fact had no voice and spent half of Sunday with no voice at all. You know how it goes. <laughs> um, but, but they still the recognize you as to, Ashley to rest from 40K up. Radio, right? Well, they did because I had our awesome new button-up shirts that I wore, and that was fun. Those are nice, aren't they? I really like the button-up a lot, although yeah. I'm also looking forward to it getting cold enough for me to wear that hoodie because it is comfy. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's the front zip-up too, right? So it is. It. It's really nice. It's yeah. really nice. It's super swanky. Um, the, only, the only problem with the button-up is, is that it's, design, it's a men's cut. Um, so it was about 12 inches too long, um, and the sleeves came down to like my wrists. So I had to, <laughs> so I had to like do some alterations to it. So I made it a little bit shorter, and I fixed, I fixed the sleeves so it looked like a shirt that was like actually meant for me to wear instead of like I stole it out of someone's closet. Uh- <laughs> so that's interesting because I, I do have women's sizes in that. So. Um, hmm. Maybe we'll have to talk about that and see if yeah, I Yeah, but but no, so I, I did some quick alterations. And it certainly it certainly wasn't as long as the um the dress that I ended oh, up yeah. getting from the Adepticon tour a couple of years ago. Yeah, what exactly. you, you ordered like the extra long ones because somebody yeah. you know had said that they thought they were too short, and yeah. it was I'm not a tall person, so it ended up being long enough to, to be worn as a dress. So I wore it the button up as a dress on one day at Adepticon like two years ago. Yeah. And it, really, it really looked fashionable, actually. It really was with a cute little belt. It was perfect. It was. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, this, yeah, it ended up working out pretty great. I ran into lots of cool people and I got to see a lot of friends that I haven't seen since last year or since Adepticon, uh, the year before that. Um, so I had, I had a really good time. Nice. Um, I've never it's always been, fun. I've never been to the Nova. So is it, uh, kind of vibe is there? Is it, is it like super competitive? Oh really yeah. Relaxed? What is no, it? it's, What's... well, the tournament, the tournament's very competitive. Um. So they do they do the Invitational, which is, um, I would say, the most competitive because um, you actually have to win to get in. And, and the, you know, the, all of those all of those things happen at various events throughout the year. Um, I don't know all the details on that because I would never get in because <laughs> you actually have to you actually have to win games to get in the Invitational. But then there's the main GT, which is like 256 player top, you know, um, uh, event where the very you know, it's it's eight games and the very last person standing is the only one to have won all of their games and on and on and it's it's really great and to the shock of no one Andrew Gagne won again because he's really really good ridiculously good he's a local player um, I've never had the misfortune of being paired up against him to have myself beat down that hard um, <laughs> at our local events um, but he's very good and he won again this year. Wow, yeah, he's all over the place, man. I, I, I remember when he first started winning, and that was years and years ago. I mean, he's always—I mean, he's been a fixture in the scene for a long time. So yeah, for sure. 
Is he, is it, does it bleed? Does that competitiveness bleed into the convention in general? Or like, do you feel that vibe when you're walking around? Or is that, is it kind of just contained to the, the event? No, I mean, it's, it's most, it's mostly just the 40k scene that's a little bit gnarly. Um, although I do have to say the painting competition this year was stacked. Absolutely stacked. I have never seen such high caliber painting as there was this year. I mean, it was just unbelievable. The the stuff that people that people put in for entries this year. I mean, just absolutely phenomenally amazing miniatures. And they ended up um, breaking it out a little bit, so they have like they had like three different categories. They had um like beginner, journeyman, and masterclass. So, like, if you're a professional, like, you would go in the master class. If you were, you know, like, you know, really good but not a professional, you know, you would be in the journeyman. So they broke it up so there's different categories for each of those so that, like, you're not paint, you're not, you're, you know, you as a regular person, you know, might have a chance of winning, you know, in your journeyman category versus the master class with people who do this for a living and are so amazing it, it boggles the mind. Um, I thought that was a really nice change this year. Um, and if I had known that, I might have thought harder about um, putting a piece into the competition. Um, but I didn't plan ahead that far. And whew, yeah, my, I mean, it was absolutely amazing that some of the stuff that they had in this year. And I mean, some of the stuff that the instructors brought just to display for funsies was really amazing. Um, and it's always a good time. Um, I got to see friends. I was, I had, I actually wasn't expecting to see, which was really great. Some of them are painters. Um, some of them placed, which was really nice. Um, and yeah, the, the event overall this year was fairly, you know, fairly on par with previous years. Um, it's at the same place that I don't like, um, this location I think is bad, but you know, what are you going to do about that? The event is the event. Um, and you know, I'll go next year and I'll go the year after and you know, if it's 20 minutes down the road, what do I do? Not go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sweet to have something so close. Yeah, it's not bad. Makes up for the fact that I gotta drag myself halfway across the country to go to Adepticon. Right, right. Worth it. I hope so. But who knows? Nice. That's who your knows? goal. Remains still, to be seen. It is still it's it's within the realm of hope. Yes. Ashley, Ashley. So I mean it's, it's just the four of us here. Who 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 needs to die? Like I mean we can take care of it. Like <laughs> what what needs to happen yeah. for you to be there? You guys got like a raise in your back pocket? That'd be cool. Oh. Mm. <laughs> uh huh. <Yeah. laughs> so, so threaten, it's like, you, threaten it's like, your it's like boss. A 90, it's got like a ninety it. percent monetary thing where just like, I you know, I'm living on my own, you know, in like the most expensive place outside of San Francisco in the country. Like, it's not. It's just hard to be able to swing like a big a big expense like that, you know. Plus, I still got all oh, that stupid doctor stuff. That still costs money, which, oh, you know. Yeah, you're not Canadian. I'm not Canadian, I know. <laughs> Can I be, like, an honorary Canadian and, like, go get my health care there and then come back? Because I'd like my job. It's actually shockingly difficult to mm. immigrate to Canada. Like, unless you're a refugee, which I guess, like, time will tell. All right, let's not get super bleak. <laughs> not super bleak. <laughs> no, you're coming to Adepticon. It's going to be awesome. Maybe. Wow. <laughs> that was funny. Um, and we get cool. tons of news that, out of Nova for 40k. 
Oh my god, I can't right. even keep up with it. I, was, I wasn't there for the preview, which was like on Wednesday or Thursday, because I was working that job that doesn't pay me enough money to send me to Adepticon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I missed I missed the actual event itself, but they posted videos and stuff for all the things, and I think the most exciting thing to come out of it is all the October stuff that everyone's yes, so, losing their absolute so little, minds a, over. A little before Nova, they started talk. They released a great little video mm-hmm. uh, with the war buggy where they smash it, and then they oh, showed, that's right. They showed the new buggy or one of the new vehicles, and you know said that okay, October is what uh, is going to be the big orc release with tons of new models. Um, I have so I, many friends who are so excited. Yeah, I I am too. But I, I mean, for me, it's one of those things. Like I've said before, like everybody's going to be playing orcs, so I'll wait a little while. But I don't know if I can wait for. Um, and I heard I heard uh, the heavy breathing of JF in the background, so it sounds like he's excited as well. I may be a little excited. I I, I may have purchased two boxes of Mega Knobs from my local store just because they may have. Stuff. See, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm. I mean, I'm being careful because I don't want to stock up on something. And realize I can have something else that's new and cool instead. Yeah. Mm. And right now, I mean, they've made it pretty clear that you can have a pretty much a vehicle-only army. Yeah. I don't have one of those yet. So. And actually, they're doing a uh, one of the things that they showed at Nova was the box game that they're doing, um, as part of the uh, the orc release. So it's going to be like, it's like a little orc racing game. But, of course, it comes with tons of models that you can use in 40K as well. Yeah, it looks like it comes like two sets of bikes, two of the, the buggies, and some uh, some terrain, some never-before-seen terrain, as far as I can tell. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, the, uh, in the in the little uh, release for it, they said that it, what you get is basically uh, a detachment worth of guys, like an attachment you can field in the Orc Codex, so... Looks really cool, and of course they'll be showing us more models as time goes along. Um, there was some rumor about uh, primary orcs or something like that, you know, like bigger orcs. I don't know if, how you get bigger than a knob without being a war boss, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> it's good to see that. I'm, I'm down with that. To get a little love though, too. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, just new models since it's been so long for orcs, and. Um, of course, stuff for Age of Sigmar, some new spells, um, and we saw the new, uh, new season of Shadespire as well, uh, which looks really interesting. I like Shadespire. I don't know if, if I don't think you guys play too much, but I haven't had time. But like, I have a lot of friends who have been very adamant I try it. So it's it's in the cards at some point, yes. especially with mush, mushroom goblins. Yeah, the I mushroom. <laughs> The huge, the mushroom troll, yeah, that's a really cool looking model, uh, and I mean I like it because you know every warband box comes with generic cards as well as your specific cards, so it's not like you have to buy the the main box set um, if you have a friend that has a board or something like that. So, and um, that was some of the biggest news. We also had the the Warhammer Citadel opened, which is sort of a Akin to the old GW hobby bunkers, right? So these were large stores with a lot of play space. Yeah, the battle bunkers. Yeah, the old battle bunkers. So it looks like uh, the first one is in, this is Texas, I believe. Yeah, it's Texas. Yep, so a little far for all of us, but uh, hopefully they'll expand out and, and be able to open some more too. 
like you know in the northeast i mean i could stand to see one in montreal but it ain't gonna happen yeah but you know if they open one in like boston that's a short drive for you relatively short yeah yeah just i mean it's just, just five hours, hours. Yeah, not it's a big deal <laughs> no um, problem only 45 minutes for me though yeah, all right now yeah. <laughs> i think y'all might be closer to that than me yeah we have stores here it's fine it's all fine like i don't think i've ever found myself in texas and i can't think of a reason why i might <laughs> to be able to go there it feels like a little bit much to go there just for that oh yeah well, i have friends in texas and i have an open invitation to go stay over one day so i mean Ooh, so we go. have to make friends with your friends is what you're saying sure they like <laughs> booze i don't know what they like honestly that you could bribe them with i can bribe with booze that's fine <laughs> I think I was told not to talk about about uh, alcohol on the show anymore. Was I? I can't remember. I wasn't going to respect it anyways. I, I I have no such rule. Excellent. I I may get drunk on the show one day. Um, like no, I, I won't. I won't because I'm. It's all like rated. Ex- it's all rated. All rated explicit anyway. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Yeah, I've been very careful not to swear. Well, that's good. You should continue to be very careful to swear. <laughs> Darn! It's I'm all less listening. careful. There, there's, there's little, there's little, little ones listening. Well, uh, their parents should know better. Yeah. <laughs> and are, are we saying anything that they can't find somewhere else on the internet, anyways? That's true. Sadly. Yeah. Now, what was, it, what was interesting this year at Nova is uh, Games Workshop was really involved. They had their Warhammer Live channel did coverage of uh, pretty much the entire Invitational. And, uh, well, they did last year, too. They had a huge presence last year. Oh, I missed it last year. I watched a couple this year. Now, um, I didn't watch the streams because I was there, so I don't know. I mean, there were a lot of people I know who are from like Warhammer TV that were there. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they had, they had a, a bunch of different people covering it, too. Um, mm. you know, people covering different games. It was nice to be able to see that when you're not there to be able to at least kind of watch or skim through the games that were going on. Uh-huh. And um, so anything else from Nova, Ashley? Did you play any games or anything while you were there? No, I was feeling pretty bad, so I just sort of, like, bummed around, said hi to people, watched games, took some pictures, um, took a quick cat nap in the car to recharge um god i i think i was still running a fever when i got there oh really <laughs> yeah wow, what, like, who, gets, who gets sick before a con apparently only me were you were you the like ground zero for everybody no else? No, 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 no i was not no i was not contagious i was not contagious i was if i well i was worried i was gonna go in and they were like I, I went because I went to the doctor on Friday because I was like, well, I can't go to Nova if it's like contagious, and they're like, we're gonna do a strep test, and I was like, okay, sure, and I was like, because if it's strep, I can't go. I'm not gonna be that jerk that like goes and gets everybody sick, and then yeah. you know everyone goes and gets strep, and they're like, who was the asshole who brought this to Nova? Oh, it was me, haha. No, I'm not. I wasn't gonna do that to y'all. Uh, um, Ashley <laughs> taking care of that explicit tag with the asshole. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, the, the floodgates are open now. <laughs> but no, no, I I was not contagious, so you're welcome. Um. I made sure that I wasn't going to spread all of my terrible germs to everyone. So you're welcome. See, I, I brought that all up just to allow you to, to not get the hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, yeah, yeah. I, I, I confirmed before I came that I wasn't going to make everyone ill. Because I, I, I always hate when I get sick at an event. You realize, like, what jerk? What, what jerk brought this on all of us? I don't want to brag, but I think I finally developed con immunity. I haven't been sick from a con in forever, and I used to get sick at every con. Wait, weren't you sick at Adepticon? No. That was me too. Or was that ago. Matt? Oh, it was Matt. Yeah, it was Matt. That's my bad. It's been super long since I've been sick at a con. That was a Dragon Con. I didn't get sick, and that's when a the, miracle. When the world gets taken over by Con Crud, Jay is going to be the one survivor. Yeah, we're going to need his blood ten on Earth. His, his blood to create the antidote. It's going to be me and a bunch of people who don't go to cons. Right. Ugh. So most of the world. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be all like, of the boring so, people. So the exactly all the yeah, world but... will be boring. JF will be stuck in the boring world. A man searches the world for a game of 40k. It's going to be the worst. <laughs> yeah, to me, it's probably going to happen. <laughs> Terrence, what have you been up to lately besides Kill Team? Um, well, I've been working on my Warlord Titan. That's coming along really well. When you about... say a Warlord Titan, because yes. now we have to specify. Oh, that's true. We can't, we can't just say a Warlord Titan. Okay. The, the AT version of a Warlord Titan. Okay. Does that work? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Are we gonna, are we gonna talk about the build dice. later? Or are we gonna um, talk about the build uh, later? Or, you can or talk about it now if you want. Okay, I I I'm enjoying the build. I think it's a great model. It's definitely much better than the old Warlord type. <laughs> As you also heard me say before, I'm a big Epic fan, and I've played Epic for uh, when it was in its heyday. I used to play it every weekend at least, and uh, really love the model. Uh, interesting. I think that you have to make some pretty big decisions before you start really building it. Um, I think that a lot of it has to be built painted prior to building it. If you want to do it one way, if you want to just build it and then paint it, that's cool too, but you're not going to get into some of the crevices. So how did you, JF, did you do, do what too? I know Matt did his. I didn't have time quite yet. Like the, the last, I've got the box. I opened the box. I marveled at the sprues, and I, I ordered can't some magnets. I believe you have one of these things. They're so crazy. Listen, here's, <laughs> I contemplated for a very short amount of time getting one for myself that to split with my brother. And when I talked to my brother about, it, I said, Nah, let's just each get one. We'll have all of this stuff on our side. We'll have more scenery to play with to make more amazing tables, and we'll have. A lot of Titans and the games will be amazing. So, and then another one of my friend got a box for himself too. So, they, Ooh, nice. simply like the tradition of splitting boxes that has been kind of the thing to do with most starter sets for 40k has not caught on in my little local group. Here we just buy 400 Canadian dollar boxes for ourselves. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Why not? And then if anybody suggests taking models, we just hiss at them. <laughs> yeah. No. Seems really un-Canadian, actually. I'm French-Canadian. Oh, That's sorry, my bad. That's the worst Canadians. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the aggressive Canadians? Yeah, yeah. The, hiss, well, the hissing one. You yeah, we'll see cut. The na it. National Geographic books. Hissing Canadian. Look that up. <laughs> mm -hmm. We don't <laughs> cut our nails because we like to think we have claws. That's we true. don't. We don't. 
But yeah, no, I was, I'm talking. What did you think, Matt, about the build? Did you have to paint a lot prior to building it, or did you just build the whole thing and paint it? Uh, I definitely, and I I did a couple pictures on our Facebook page. Uh, it's my Titan is done now, so I'll post some finished pictures. Um, but nice. I definitely I left the armor plates off. Uh, I didn't. I magnetized the arms and the missile launchers so those could come off while I was painting. Um, I left the head off and painted that separately. I also I painted a lot of the. Uh, the armor plates, I painted them on the sprue, you know, and then, then cut them off and sort of finished painting around the edges and put them on, glued them on afterwards separately. Um, but I, I thought it, it actually I thought it was pretty easy to go together. You know, there wasn't any, yep. any real fiddly bits or anything like that. Um, I did get into the thing where I, like, there's some cables that I painted, you know, with the, the yellow and black hazard stripe. Then once you put the right. armor plate on, you can't see them anymore. Yeah, yeah, you gotta be watching. you know you, you gotta be really careful. But now, but now that I know that, you know, when I do paint another one, I'll know. Okay, there's no point in painting that because you can't see this it one. anyway. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, it's it's an interesting kit that way. I think. I mean, I got into the habit of doing vehicles back when I was really into building my uh, Space Marine army, and uh, I would do the vehicles on the sprue too. Like, I would paint mm. everything on the sprue and then build it. It's such a weird thing because it's totally monotonous and not rewarding at all until you put everything together and you're like, oh, my God, I'm yeah, done. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a weird feeling. But but uh, that's how I used to do my, all my vehicles in 40K. And I I continued the tradition kind of on the on the Warlord. And uh, I think it's working out really good. I, I'm glad I did it that way. Um, and what's your legions? What are you uh, – I did um... – uh, I did Griffonicus because that's the how I painted my Titans for Epic, so I'm just sticking with the same Legion. Right, so that's, that's that's the cool. gray and yellow, and then uh, I I'm almost done my first uh, set of knights, and I did the same thing. You know, I put the entire body together, uh, and I left the the carapace off to paint it separately, just to make it a little bit easier. For the knights, yes. Wow! So even then, it's, you need to leave the carapace off. You don't. You don't have to. I just think it's it's a little easier to kind of get around on the details and stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Because um, the the way the knights go together on the back, it has the two just like the 40k knights. It has the exhaust that poke up through the armor on the back. So just to get the you know paint in there without having to constantly fix a mistake of getting the carapace color on the exhaust pipes or you know the exhaust pipes on the carapace it's just easier to leave it separately it slides right on and sort of snaps into place so once you're done so it's not a big deal oh okay cool yeah that's cool yeah i, I did the uh legio legio astorum i think that's how you pronounce it so mine's pretty blue so i but with yellow highlights i saw uh uh matthew fontaine's uh, version of his 40k type warlord and i'm like oh i think i'm gonna try to do similar stuff to that so uh, uh if he's listening which i'm sure he's not uh <laughs> don't don't call me a copier even though i am a copier <laughs> so uh yeah it's a good build so that, anyway that's what i've been doing that uh i i did some um i did some frostgrave barbarians from Black, oh god, Black Gate miniatures, I think they're called. Uh, some Conan, I did uh, Conan, uh, Bill, uh, Bob and Ted, no, Bill and Ted's uh, Conan. 
Cool. So, uh, Bob, uh, I'll do the McKenzie's next because uh, they look really similar and they're definitely Conan's, so I have to give them first names. <laughs> um, worked on a Mirce Miniatures uh, tree guy, which is pretty cool looking, and primed up my Gale Force 9 Frost Giants. I haven't really got any further than that on them. But uh, I think it's because uh, this warlord and the, and the kill team have really kind of captured my imagination on my painting table lately. So, so uh, that's what I've been doing uh, game wise. Oh, did you guys happen to see my uh, uh, Japan table in a box? My samurai table in a box. I've got uh, green yeah. leaf, yeah. green leaf uh, terrain to build me a. A suitcase that opens into a uh, battlefield. Oh, cool! So it's all, yeah, it's all, it's all uh, samuraied out and everything. So that's going to be for uh, test of honor. Uh, but uh, I'm not sure when the miniatures are going to come. I'm getting them. How do you say? I'm getting them painted to a low level, and then I'm going to bring up all the details. I think that's kind of. Uh, uh, I'm excited about that because whenever somebody gives me miniatures that and says, oh, you know, feel free to add details. I'm really happy about that because it just <laughs> allows you to, to give it a, a certain level of love above and beyond what, what is there. So that's how I've got uh, one of my guys that I commissioned to do the miniatures is, is going to be doing that. So that's exciting. Um, that's it. I can't think of anything else. Uh, that's about it. Nice. Well, my uh, for myself, I've been playing uh, some Kill Team and, of course, working on my Titanica stuff. I'm looking forward to actually starting to put the terrain together and see what I can do with that. Because, um, as you probably know, it's a different scale than the old Epic stuff, so the terrain looks looks a little off. Um, can't really get something that blocks line of sight to a Titan with the old terrain, which I have tons of, but... Um, and also, I actually played a game of Titanicus yesterday Ooh. with one of my local local friends who also picked up the box set. So it was a lot of fun. We just did the basic, you know, one Warlord Titan and one unit of knights or household of knights. Um, we didn't. We totally skipped the mission because it was only supposed to be a six turn game, but we ended up probably playing twenty turns. We just wanted to destroy something. Uh, one of the titans. Our, the knights. Actually, I killed all three of his knights. Then I, my volcano cannon scattered badly and killed my own knights, which is great. Um, but it, it's a very, it feels like a very cinematic game because you have the, like the damage control phase where you're trying to have your servitors run around and get your shields back up or, you know, trying to um, save your reactor from overheating. So it feels, it feels like you're, and the, the Titans actually take a lot of damage too before they die. So it feels like you're piloting this huge war machine. It was that a lot of fun. Um, it's interesting cause the the what you get in the box if you split it in half and do you know a knight a squad and, and one titan. It's not. It's one of those things where it's not at the lowest points level where they give the tiers of the games. Um, so it's good if you have a friend that also bought a box. So you can actually play a full-size game. We haven't done that yet, but we're going to do that soon. 
are we in it now? Are we into this whole... Yeah, let's just hop right in now since I'm talking about okay. I played, so right. let's hop over All to right. it. Um, so, yeah, so, so I I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, the Reaver comes out this weekend, the Reaver Titan, and then uh, right. I assume the, the Warhound will probably be the week after the week after that because we have the Rogue Trader box in there. Yeah. Let's also not forget to talk about how great that's going to be. Yeah, that looks really cool. Um, but we'll touch on that after, since we're in Titanicus. Right. So, Tears, go ahead. Um, I haven't played. It looks. Uh, I, I I see some similar vibes of the old days, and uh, um, some of the cool stuff that was in that epic. Also, after after uh, we we. Try to this, uh, how do you say, self-publish or fan-publish mm-hmm. uh, those those uh, rules. Uh, I really like the rules. They they they're just have a little bit of complexity that's really good. Uh, I think for the game, I think it has some awesome stuff that can happen, like blowing up your own knights. I think that's yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty cool thing. And then falling it's over and the whole good. bit. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm, I think it's, it's going to be exciting. I don't know how far they're going to take it. Uh, I mean, if they already have the Reaver and the Warhound, what's, I mean, what's next? Uh, where else can they go? Uh, either. Yeah, uh, but it's I, a heresy. It's a heresy. Uh, uh, I know there's heresy. Yeah, there's but again, heresy. Again, again. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Go, Here, the go, the, go the box set is a to Titanicus, Horus Heresy. But let's say these stretched out for like a year and it's going well, and apparently it is. The next box set is, you know, Adeptus Titanicus the Great uh, Eye of Terror yeah. and yeah. or the Great Crusade or something. And then they give us some some Eldars and some Orcs yeah, and I, so on and so forth. I, I can see that, but I, I think that's not my real question. I think the what's 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 next in the year before the the Eye of Terror one or the Great Crusade. You know what I mean? Like, do, you, are they going to do infantry? Are they going to do vehicles? Well, can you imagine if, like, in October, they're like, oh, yeah, and with October, here's some Gargans for a Devastating Angus. Mm. I mean, I don't necessarily think that'll happen, but that'd be cool. I could see them expanding it to infantry. I could see that. I mean, um, I don't think that would be happening soon, though. You know, I don't think that'd be, like, a this-year thing. Well, do you think problem... that... I mean... I think the the what I would rather see like as much as infantry could be cute I guess like I I'd rather see it expand into more of a a, a mixed uh, mixed arms yeah type of thing like I'd rather see okay let's toss in some flyers let's toss in some super heavy tanks more you know move it keep it as far away from 40k but smaller and more like keep it into the epic thing. So the the moment you have infantry, it kind of starts feeling a bit weird. Well, it it moved like back in the day. It moved from titans to infantry mm-hmm. and then to vehicles. I believe. Yeah, look what happened to that. Yeah, it would last a long time though. Like it. Uh, epic. I know. Like I'm not I'm not discounting it. It's just that there are so many cooler things to go in first before infantry in my opinion i mean i think what you might see right before the end of the year is is like weapon packs right so 
different weapons for the yeah. warlord and stuff. Because it only yeah. right now it only comes with the two volcano cannons, right? That's the only option you have for a warlord titan. Yeah. So there, now the reaver titan is supposed to come with a bunch of different weapons on in its box. Um, so I could see them doing the weapons for the warlord titan to sort of bring that up to date. Yeah, yeah. Because you get all the cards in the box for all the different weapons. They just aren't sculpts of the weapons yet. It'd be cool. I mean, all, the only pictures I've ever seen of the of the Reaver is with the fist and the and the Gallic cannon or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I, you know, I mean, with that said, what we were say, saying before, it did go into infantry right away, but it also went really quickly into. 40k Adeptus Titanicus, like right. Epic moved from two tit- or Titans in the Horus Heresy into uh, into infantry, and, and I could be slightly wrong in this uh, timeline, but I'm pretty sure it it went from Titans to infantry, and then almost instantaneously it changed time periods and started to get out all the Xenos and everything else. So I'm not saying that that's not going to be the, pro- the, the progression, but I'm just wondering when they're going to, when if it, oh, and if they're going to add uh, infantry. It was fun with infantry. It really was. I mean, like I said, that I mean that was an awesome, incredibly great game. You had so much flanking maneuvers. You had so when when the flyers came on, it was incredible. Zipping across the t- table, dropping, you know. Terminators out of Thunderhawk gunships, and it was it was an incredible. It was truly epic. It was it really had that. It's a different vibe than than 40k. 40k is is even when you do Apocalypse, feels like it's a skir, not a skirmish game, but it seems like the light end of the battle. When you're playing Epic, it felt it felt epic. It felt like you you were playing the whole battle in one thing. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I still play. Um... Epic Armageddon every few months. There's some players that are relatively close to me. But yes, it it does. The infantry, it's an interesting addition to the game. Um, I, it would be interesting to see how they work in this game specifically. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be different. It'll be a stretch for sure. It'll be interesting to see which directions. Cause you're right. It seems like, and I knew it was going to be big. It's going to be a big game for them. I think. How could you not want to play Titans? Yeah, well, well you know, and, and that's that's why I think that Xenos need to happen sooner right. rather than later, right? Because in in there's there's a business aspect to that too. Listen, listen up, Games Workshop. I'm I'm, I'm a school you. Um, the the idea, like one of the things that happened with Epic Armageddon originally, and that's when we first started seeing Titans, is that then a company called Armorcast said, "Yo, we'll make." 40k scale titans and that eventually got taken over by forge world which started making things inspired by you know basically the first cool things that they were making were titans because you couldn't get them any anywhere else and so right now there's a lot of races that it would be cool to see them have titans or titan type things tau the tyranids have been lacking like they've got two titans but they're supposed to have all these ginormous yeah. unthinkable bio titans and we only know of two of them but we've heard of dominatrixes we've heard of norn queens like we know that there's other things out there that could be dropped into the game and which, so which which were in epic by the way exactly so all the more reason to bring that back and and, and just have the inspiration have the adeptus titanicus version first 
to serve as inspiration or even simultaneous releases. Like the, the, the thing is you can have Forge World and Adeptus Titanicus feed off each other mm-hmm. to create brand new things that people are going to be excited about. I don't see them not doing that. Uh, I, on, on that note, I, I do have a quick question here because I saw, I didn't see a GW logo on this, but I saw it's produced by the world, the Forge World studio, this game. Interesting. Yeah, like if you flip the rule book, open up the rule book, first couple pages where it's published. Uh, that's, there's sorry, a little bit of university uh, rub off there. You you see the the uh, the fact that it's uh, published by Forge World already. So this is a Forge World product. I think I think anyway from from my reading. So the lines are already starting to blur between what's for Forge World and what's uh, GW uh, as it has in the, over the last five years. But I don't know. I don't know, JF. I, th- I think uh, here's then here's this. Here's a question for all of you, including Ashley. I know that you're uh, you're you are sitting on the sidelines here. So, well, yeah, I don't have. Well, I've never played it, so you know, I, I don't have as much to contribute. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a fluff question. So, in all the Forge World, I mean, all the Heresy fluff, has there ever been mentioned or seen? Or written in as a character or a thing to destroy a Xenos Titan. Does anybody does anybody have it? Hmm. Well, I know right? when they went to murder, there were some really big things. But I don't know. Yeah. If, I don't know if they were specifically named things. I mean, that whole thing was sort of a whole cluster. That was kind of the. Is that the crabs? That was the it was early on in one of the earlier books. Um, yeah, the crabs. They're the things that when you first start reading it, you think they're Tyranids, and then you realize very quickly they're totally not Tyranids. Um, I forget. It's been so long since I read that one. You know, I think it, it would be – I don't necessarily think you'd see it in Horace Heresy fluff because yeah, that mainly so. focuses on right the heresy right the loyalist yeah. versus but in great crusade fluff you know when they're out there expanding out through the universe that i mean i don't know exactly but i'm sure there was probably mention of a some sort of huge war machine in there you know yeah, they, did, just, they didn't encounter Tyrion until at, well after the heresy so they wouldn't yeah, actually yeah. You know, they wouldn't be in there you wouldn't see any huge or or the Tau, for that matter right right yeah so if we're gonna if they're take if they do keep it for with with the heresy for the next two or three or three years or even just the one or two years, then like what? Where I mean I would love to see the the aliens from murder. I think that would be really cool actually bring them to life a little bit. But but I, I it's just interesting. I find the whole interesting on how quickly I I was shocked to hear that you could already see, let alone purchase. The pictures of the Reaver and the uh, I, I can see it's on pre-order right now. So actually, yeah, pre-order right now. Yeah. Reaver is anyway. I was shocked that you were you you saw him so quickly. Right. I, I thought they were going to string it out for a couple of months and say, okay, well, at Christmas we're going to release the Reaver and the Warlord. But oh, this card Jones. Well, no, I'm just saying that they they haven't strung it out. So what's going to be a Christmas release for this game? I. That, that's the thing. I think I think we're getting to a point where they are not necessarily going to need to release something for every game right. at Christmas. 
Like, they may just stick to, like, one big thing per, per IP. And anyways, like, Christmas has never been really that big for models. Like, it's always the hobby stuff that takes center stage for and Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, like, mega paint sets and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, but, but, I mean, sort of, you know, to Terrence's point, I mean, what do we have for your classic Titan chassis, right? You have the Warlord, the Reaver, the Warhound, and the only other thing is the Imperator Titan, which... I please do that because it will be awesome. It'll probably be 250 yeah. bucks, but it'll be awesome. Yeah. You know, but, for sure. but after that, besides weapon packs, if, unless they start creating new Titan chassis, which they could do, you know, or, or it's a good place to do it. Yeah, definitely. And they can, and what they did with these, right. Is you just can scale it up or down with, with the CAD software and, and do it as a forge road model. Yeah, I mean, you can do tons of knights, too, right? Oh, yeah, different kind of knights, yeah. In fact, I don't know if, you, if you've looked at your knight models yet, but there is a little a little socket in their top carapace, and their card does mention the rocket pod. I mean, you don't get any rocket pods with them, but it does mention that as a weapon they could take. Right. Well, one of the reasons I haven't started on my uh, on my Titans yet is because I ordered and was waiting to get my, uh, my magnets so I can magnetize oh, yeah. the damn things. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's super easy. I mean, they put the little sockets for the magnets right in the models, which was awesome that they did that. What? That's so great. Yeah, and it even tells you um, yeah. what size magnets to buy. Shut the front door. Yeah. 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 They're, uh, they're one millimeter by five millimeters. I, ho- yeah. I ordered a hundred of them, and like, my bro was like, a hundred, that's a lot. Yeah, but no. you start, you've got immediately on each Ward or Titan, you're going to use eight of them. Yeah. Right off the yeah. bat. So yeah. I've got 16 out of my 100 spoken for. They're going to so, go fast once me- weapon packs start coming out. So in my calculations, that's enough for uh, 12.5 Titans. <laughs> I Bang. don't know if I should be impressed that you <laughs> used a calculator that fast or if I should just yell nerd really loud. <laughs> Both This, is a, this yeah. is a nerd safe zone, guys. Come on now. I'm not nerd shaming him. It's just... <laughs> It, the sentence could have started with, well, actually. <laughs> yeah, right. Ah, maybe not. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, so exactly. I got the magnets. I'm super excited to be able to, because I've been magnetizing things for a long time, but I've, I don't think I've ever worked with a model that was actually cast to receive magnets. Right? It's going to be so easy. Yeah, it's, that was a joy to discover. Uh, Matt, you t- you said that online, and I'm like, get out. And then I looked, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's so perfect. It's such a great thing. Yeah, sure. it's super easy. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Um, anyway, I, I, the rules look fun. It's, they're highly detailed. You really get that vibe of, of driving. A, uh, I, I, you say you, you get that vibe. I haven't played yet, but by reading the rules, you really get that vibe of, of – of, you know, you're the the commander, and and the, the everything's going to hell in a handbasket, and uh, it's it's got a good vibe to it. I do have to say though, I will go back to what I was mentioning yesterday uh, earlier today is that I I'm shocked, and I think GW dropped the ball that they didn't um, add a experience point and an RPG uh, system to this game. I mean, you got giant titans. Why wouldn't you do that? Uh, that could I. So I, I think that's a cool idea. Like, and uh, but I I don't think that's 
necessarily part of your initial release for what they're going for. I think they could definitely do that later. But I think right, you know, it's the the rules for the game are definitely to me are more complicated than their other games, right? 40k and and Age of Sigmar. So when you're putting yep. all these little tweaks and and quirks into the rules, uh, it does it feels to me like that's something you do after. Like as a as a uh, like an additional book or something like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I I think the game would gain. Oh, I definitely. Be, I think you would be more you would have more invested in your Titan. You'd personalize the Titan a little bit more. You'd name it. You'd do the, you know, you'd do so much more. I think I think if GW isn't planning that, I I hope that they do because it's it's uh, it's a game that would be perfect for that. You'd have just this 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 uh, in between game angst of putting your Titan on the board and seeing it being destroyed. I think I think uh, the, I think either it's a missed opportunity or an opportunity gained when they, if if and when they do it. Yeah, I think that would be very interesting. Um, I don't I don't disagree, but to be honest, like so far, as far as I've seen from from various people that have been painting their times, people already seem to be pretty big into personalizing them. So I. Like I'm, I'm not saying that to discount what you're saying, but rather to say that if they do add it, I think it's gonna just add, you know, organically um, become a part of the of, of how people play the game, anyways. Because yep. yeah. it just, it would be, it's that's what I've been playing. That's actually what one of the reasons why I like that RPG feel is that mm-hmm. you really do get develop this relationship with your with your with your miniatures, and I think. It would be a perfect thing to do. In a, in a game such as this too, where when you actually add up the points for the just the Titan, the way it comes in the box, you know, the, I think a, a Warlord Titan is 550 points maybe. Um, whereas the Knights, the the three Knights are like 120 points, right? So if a standard, if a small game is 1,250 points, you're you know you're gonna have, I think that's the top of of the small game, right? It's like 750 to, to 1250. So you're only going to have three or four Titans on the table once you get into the big size games anyway. So it feels like you're going to, you sh- most people I think will probably be doing some personalization anyway. Like I'm already trying to figure out how to do like the banners hanging between the legs and stuff like that, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. I think that, I think I would instantly buy something like that from Forge World if they had Because you're getting like real into it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think if they cast that, I would be totally into that. I buy a, I buy a, a cast flag for a specific legion for sure, for sure I would. And I think that that if you if you if you did the experience point thing, you wouldn't even have to be. It could be just for the bigger titans. It could be right. the experience points could be siphon. Like you could have experience points for a a a. a what is it? A host for the knights or whatever? What's the the unit called? A banner. A, a banner. Yeah, that's right. A banner of knights. You can add have an experience points for a banner instead of just an individual knight. Or then again, I mean, why, who wouldn't want a, their cool warhound titan to have to be named and have a certain cool power as they advance? Right. Yeah, it would be. It definitely would would be an interesting. Uh, add-on to the system. Hopefully, like you were saying, you know, they'll do it at, at some point. Um, 
And just like as a supplement, you know, you can play it whether you want to or not. You don't have to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Anyway, um, that's my that's that, that's my only gripe uh, about the rules. I love the rules. I think they're great. The miniatures are awesome. Totally into it. But I, I would have liked to see that simply simply because of that is my new shtick. That's my new thing is the is to uh, have that element in it. Well, Karis, have I got news for you? It might still do it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe one day, Terrace. Maybe one day. Well, you know. If only you once in a while talk to people from Games Workshop and can immediately start annoying them with that. (laughs) Just continuously. I don't know know anybody at GW. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Right. Wink. Well, and and there's you know there's nothing stopping uh, fans from doing it too. You know, if there's enough interest, I'm sure somebody will come up with rules for it. Yes, let's start a grassroots campaign That's right. of our listeners annoying Games Workshop on Twitter <laughs> to make things happen. No, 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 let's 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 not do that. That's worse than swearing and being drunk on the show, <laughs> which we've agreed is okay. <laughs> I thought we just agreed wasn't bad. Yeah, but the other one is much worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, but I, I, like I said, I think, you know, from just even from playing one game, I thought the rule system was was great. It really feels like you're in this giant war machine and you're, you're desperately trying to balance, you know, getting your shields turned back on and repairing those or trying to keep your reactor from overloading and blowing up your Titan. Um, the And, of let- course, the machine spirit can take over. While you're playing, I love that rule. It's awesome that the the machine spirit actually can take over. I also like like the rules where you can push the reactor or push the stabilizers or push your weapons. I really like that. Yeah, they they yeah. give you all those optional rules that you can use if you want to. Um, one of the we didn't use it, but one of the interesting ones was you can make your void shield saves a two plus, but if you fail, your void shield generators blow up and they're done for the whole game. Like you never get them back. That's right. So awesome, yeah, yeah. It's in it, 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 it really feels like, um, you know, like I said, you're desperately trying to figure out, you know, should I, should I cool my reactor down or should I try and get my shields back up? And I have to roll for those anyways and get a good enough result in my rolls to do any of that stuff anyway. And then you totally fail, and it doesn't even matter. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. <laughs> so awesome. And actually, cool. one one of the coolest option rules that uh, we found when we were looking through the book was. You can destroy terrain if you want. So you, you agree with your opponent on what the, the armor value of the terrain is, and it sort of gives you rules how that works. But, yeah, so Titan hiding behind a building, just blow it out of the way. Just destroy it. That that I had been – I haven't read the whole rules because I haven't had time, but I was really wondering how much terrain could be interacted with. And I am very happy to learn that at least one level inter, of interaction is my favorite thing – Destroying. <laughs> Destroying. Actually, while we're talking about terrain, uh, I think the t- the terrain itself is a hint that infantry is coming. Yeah. yeah. That seems reasonable. And actually, it, you can see exactly where you would place infantry on. I was going to say it'll be back to those old square bases. You betcha. <laughs> Don't say that. That's exactly what's going to happen. I'm telling you. But... Five man squads of. of uh, Square bases. Well, and the terrain, just like the terrain, the Sector Imperialis terrain is stackable, which is great, right? You, yeah. You, you can you can just stack the buildings on top of each other to make them 
larger and and they all I've put some of it together it fits together really easily so if you wanted to make your own you know whatever size buildings you wanted to like I'm I'm gonna make one that matches the old the uh, original Titan train you know where the it's like a cross all the buildings you probably know what I'm talking about Terrace yeah yeah oh by all means the old cardboard buildings I make some like that but yeah it's it's just it goes together so easy I actually uh, uh, pulled out my old buildings. Uh, I had a whole box. I've discovered this. It was like Christmas for sure. I had a whole box of the uh, epic Armageddon terrain. Oh, the the ruins. The ruins. Yeah. And and the little tiny walls that came with that too. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to put those on the base of my warlord. So I'm pretty excited about that. But I in the same box, I even had the foam buildings. For oh, Adeptus wow. Titanicus, yeah. I'm like, the, wow. the earliest ones I have are, are the the cardboard ones. Um, but yeah, I did that too. On well, you'll see it when I put up pictures of my Titan. I I put uh, some of the ruins on the base to give yeah, that sense cool. of scale. Yeah, your Titan looks great. I'd have seen it. It's awesome. No, thank thank you. you for posting because it, it's 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 amazing. It's, yeah, I'll post uh, I'll post up some finished pictures. I haven't put any any ones of the completed one up yet, but I'll throw right. it up there. With with decals and everything. Oh yeah, decals, weathering, all that good stuff. Nice, cool. Can't wait to see it. Awesome. So, uh, and what I thought was great too is when they re- show the box set for Titanic Kiss, people were like, you know, two hundred ninety bucks. That's ridiculous. I'm not going to pay that kind of money. Sold out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's so funny. People are silly. <laughs> I had so much trouble getting my box. I was angry. Oh, really? Yeah, just because I, I ordered my box, and it said, no, you can't order your box. And I tried ordering it again, and it said no. And I tried ordering it again, but with PayPal, and said no. And then just as I was going to have my brother order it for me, I get a phone call from my credit card saying, hey, you trying to buy a thing from Games Workshop? Yes, that's <laughs> why I have the credit card. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was just, you know, curious. Let it through! So he let it through, and I bought it. But then <laughs> I had to settle with PayPal, who were waiting. Basically, they had uh, put the order on hold. Oh, my goodness. But you know what saved me? Sold out. They yeah. had to cancel the order. That sucks. Uh, that actually happened to me at Adepticon, not the last time I went, but the time before. I tried to purchase something from Forge World, and... They froze my card because I was spending so much money in a place I'm not usually at. Right, right. Like, hey, and I had, to, ca- just... I had to call them. I had to call them, and they were like, oh, so you did try to make that purchase? Yes. Okay, well, uh, we actually can't unfreeze your account right now. Wait, what do uh, you mean? I am okay. a thousand miles from home, and you froze my oh. card? That's not <laughs> cool. They're like, yeah, we froze your credit card, too. Wait, wait, hold on. What? What? Hold on. <laughs> Because they're because I was using the debit card and the, my credit card is with the same with my bank, and uh, yeah, so now I travel with a third unrelated card just for safety purposes yeah. now, because it took them like the rest of the day. I had like twenty dollars in my pocket. Oh no! <laughs> and it was the first day of the con. Oh no! That's funny. Yeah, I think it's I think it's an impulse buy anything because they screwed that up bad. Oh, did they even fix it on the spot? They couldn't. Those sons of tyranids. See, this is where you can get the the mailing list going and complain. <laughs> e- emails. 
by the credit card companies. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, damn. They'll say, no. okay, we don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but uh, the I the only problem I ever had was at Adepticon was uh, or any con with a credit card was I think it was, it was when Adepticon was in the old hotel, and they had the everything going over the Wi-Fi. Oh yeah. So I bought you know the first thing I bought credit card you know goes out over the Wi-Fi instantly compromised. <laughs> like somebody got my credit card and tried to order a bunch of plane tickets. They're like, uh, did you buy something in Chicago? I was like, yes. Did you buy a bunch of plane tickets? No. Okay. That's nasty. Yeah. But anyway. That's happening. Anyway. Yeah. So Titanicus, if, at least get it, you know, find somebody that has it and give it a try. It's it's a really good game. If you didn't buy so, it. So you're saying it's all right. It's fine. I'm saying, you know, it, it's adequate. Yeah. Thumbs Have up. a look. If it's for you, then buy awesome models. This is what you it's know, all about. I, I gotta say that that I'm excited that it's that it that game's back and that it's it's a it, it there's a lot of stuff that harkens back to the old game, and that I think that old players would be really interested in uh, get getting this game, or I think they would enjoy this game. I think that, that if you're yeah. an old old timer that that loved Epic back in the day, then give this a go because you're gonna love it. It's it's got. It's got everything that you thought was cool in the old days, uh, minus the infantry. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, that—that's uh, right. That's that—that's coming. I'm pretty sure that's coming. So, uh, yeah, it's—it's—it's—it's um, it's, uh, it's, it's a good game for sure. And as we had mentioned before, we get into Titanicus. Uh, we actually have an interesting box set coming out: Rogue Trader box, which is sort of a Kill Team expansion. It looks so good. Yeah, so bringing Road Traders back and their their crew of misfits into Kill Team. Uh, you also get um, some demons in there, some mutated Nurgle guys, and a couple kill zones too, right? So it looks like it's for uh, fighting on starships and stuff like that, which looks uh, really interesting. Yes, they're they're. I think they're they're pushing it pretty good. I think there's lots of and there's like I said before, it's just so there's. There's so much goodness there. I think that it's uh, it's it's a great great addition to their line for sure. And you get rules for using it's, these it's guys. It's worth pointing. Sorry, I was I was yeah. it's it's worth pointing out that the, um, the, the this expansion also has some interesting lore bits in it. Yes, like, yes. Usually those things don't necessarily push. No, don't push that much um, new lore. But this this is some cool thing like the Geller. Pox thing is that's a new thing that's that's interesting to be exploited. It's a good excuse to have zombies on a ship. Yeah, and uh, the the last box set that they just released, the Tooth and Claw box set, also had a bunch of new lore in it too. So it looks like they're they're using these boxes as a way to sort of push uh, new interesting lore out, which is good. I mean, new you know advancing the storyline or just introducing new stuff is always good. Uh, and you also get data sheets for you or mini codexes they called them for using these guys in 40k as well so get a nice little rogue trader team in your games of 40k see everything everything is awesome but you know rogue traders have always been been part of the fluff uh and there are some old old you know one or two rogue trader models but it's interesting to see like a, a whole crew now um I- I'm desperately trying to find them. 
Is that the one with all the Nurgle stuff? The, all yes. The strange. Uh, yeah. I know. Yeah. So if you go to if you go to the Warhammer Community website, this week's previews are all about the Rogue Trader box set, and they have one. It's the Occlusidian Occlu. Uh, I don't know how to say that. So something Star Striders. That's the that's the Rogue Trader kill team, and it shows the picture of uh, has a picture of all the models and tells a little a little bit about them. All right, I'm gonna have to take a look. <laughs> Life is so hard. I'm gonna have to go onto the internet and look at the cool new stuff they have, which is right in front of me right now, which is really quite awesome. But you get yeah. a you get a new Death Cult Assassin miniature. Um, some uh, looks like Arbites kind of guys, or uh, looks like probably security for the ship. Um, even a new little uh, little dog there. If you get a lot of people might remember the old model with the Arbites with the the cyber dog or whatever they called it. I, I, I think he's now known as the goodest boy in the Imperium. <laughs> Look at him; he's he's all attentive and everything. Yeah, he's the goodest boy. He is good boy. <laughs> if there's if there isn't a stratagem that you can use, it's like one point that's just called "Who's a good boy?" <laughs> that does whatever that's not important. Like I, I'll be super disappointed. I agree. I I'm can, gonna I, make it up, and even if no one wants me to use it, I'll use it anyways. I think you should. Yeah, I'll I'll make it. It'll cost one CP, and the rules will just be you are yes you are head rub, <laughs> and it'll cost one CP. Uh, I agree with this because that is the cute that he's not the he is the cutest boy too. Look at him, how nice. Yes, yeah, rogue traders. That's that's a amazing thing to add to the whole thing because they're. A huge part of that universe too so that's yeah that's super exciting so we get pirates yeah well, now we need his ninjas i guess we have elder so. and we get zombies like jf just said yeah lots of really cool uh mutated models for the for the geller pox infected is what they call them. even some neat little fly models but yeah it looks really cool some nerglings so it looks like a really cool release, which we'll see coming up. And then, uh, oh, we also, I can't believe, I forgot this. Actually, we got the Space Wolf Codex. Yeah, I was actually not even going to go there because we had so much other stuff to talk about. Now, did you get a chance to, to flip through it? Uh, no. I flipped through one here. Um, I was sick, and yeah. you know how it goes. I did like, um, and again, there were people complaining about it, but I do yeah. like that they, that they changed the... Uh, warlord traits to be me feel more space wolfy. Yeah, I I dig it. Yeah, I don't know if, if JF or, or Terrace if you guys saw that, but um, they the U.S. English release of the Codex just had normal warlord traits in it, um, but they actually changed them so that they're sagas now, so they become aura abilities once you achieve something like it might be a you know, pass a, an armor save and then you get to up, give a, get an aura buff that you can give everybody around you. Um, so they're really cool. Uh, and the codex itself, um, lots of good stuff in there. They added, they get, like everybody else is getting the Primaris Marines and they get uh, access to a few more vehicles and stuff that they didn't have before. Interesting. That's, uh, yeah, 
I mean, I'm looking the... forward to taking a, a dive into it. It just hasn't been my priority right now, which is yeah. crazy. <laughs> well, what do you mean? You, you've only got this studying thing that's looming, so I think you should put uh, I know. Get your priorities straight there, Ashley. I don't want to do any of that stuff. I you want just, to paint models and watch TV. You just have to change all the math problems we have to do to uh, can make them concerning points costs for space wolf units or two mm. units. Uh, so yeah, well, if you spend... if you guys want to like throw that suggestion out to them, you feel free. <laughs> or yeah, spend three hours devising a conversion system between rules and actual accounting, Ooh, so go. that you can you know have more fun for that one half hour that you're actually doing the accounting. I mean, the next the next exam I'm taking is focused entirely on tax. So Ooh. Godspeed, guys. Just figure out how much tax you've paid on Warhammer models. I mean, that's that easy. Too there's, big no, to there's, there's no math there. Like, it's just... I try not to think about it. Yeah. Or or I think about it this way. I like I like paved roads, and I like I like public schools. Those are the <laughs> things those taxes pay for. And health care. Uh, that's not how it works here. Yeah, not here. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Thanks, well, thanks for rubbing it in. No, uh, it's just... <laughs> well, Ashley, once you get a, once you get a look at that codex, you have to tell us what you think about it. Yeah, I feel like there's not enough time for me to keep up with everything I want to do. Yeah, I know. Like, I feel like I'm only just now starting to get, like, the hangout of the kill team stuff, and now it's, like, Space Wolves, and then it's going to be Orcs, and then all these things I want to do. And before you know it, this is a battle. Yeah, that'll, that's coming. Oh, I can't a, wait. I need to start like putting money away for how much money I'm going to spend on that. <laughs> when, is, when is that released? Is, do have, do we don't have a solid date. They just said 2019. We keep, we keep hoping it's going to be Q1. Yeah. yeah so because they're not going to like, they can't tease us that long, can they? But Oh, maybe. they can. Oh, they can. <laughs> don't, come on now. Listen, well, if, it's, that, if it's not Q1, that's just more time to save money. Is it going to be for Adepticon though? Are they going to be Ooh. able to get it? Ooh, could be. Get it. That would be it. nice. Yeah, let's see. Well, it's interesting because um, actually one of the news items from uh, Nova, which I completely forgot about, sorry, is the the Slanesh and corn, corn stuff, right? Yeah. So it's what it's rumored it's a simultaneous release for 40k and Age of Sigmar. Um, so that would be a. That would make sense. Yeah, so that would be a, a new codex for two new codexes for 40k, um, and hopefully things like new noise marines. One can hope, right? Cool. Yes, I agree <laughs> with this all. But once I I know a lot of Slanesh players that would be really happy because there's been some fear amongst the Slanesh fans. Yeah, I understand. Mm, yeah, that it was going that, away. That was my first army um, back in the day. Um, and I've been, you know, secretly hoping for some love for them for a long time. And it's been it's been a minute. It's yeah. been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes out with that, too. Because after, so we know we're getting orcs in October. I assume somewhere between now and then they'll slip in that Gene Steeler cult codex, although that could be after orcs. Um, but after those three, you know, that's that's all the codexes that we Fair had game. at the end of 7th, now in 8th. So now we're mm-hmm. then it's just on to new stuff. 
And I hope they make the orc, the the weird boys, random. Oh yeah. Psychic powers again. Well, yeah, I saw. No, you're absolutely right. This this is my one requirement. I yes. need my orcs to be absolutely bat guano crazy. Like, <laughs> I want orcs damage, well, I, not yeah. just green. You know. Yeah. Bad shooty people. I saw in yeah. one of the, in one of the previews. Um, they mentioned the word bubble chucka, which for a long time player is a very old orc weapon. Oh, yeah, for sure. That'd be awesome. Like, just give us some randomized fun for the orcs. So they, Bring I, back I mean, pulsar rockets, all that crazy stuff. Yeah, exactly. And and uh, for me, is the weird boy is the big one. I mean, just make it so it's the psychic. Yeah. You have no <laughs> idea what's going to happen. Or get, like, bonuses for, you know, how many units are near you or something like that. Yeah, and be your head like blows up yeah, yeah. a little bit. I love that shit. Which there is the the they have that in the index. They get a bonus for large units near them, but it's got to be like crazy, random stuff, like you were saying. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <sighs> Jim, how was how was Dragon Con? Dragon Con was a waking nightmare. Um, oh, actually, that's not true. Dragon Con is a mixed bag. Yeah. Dragon Con is, you have to understand that Dragon Con is vast. Like, we're very happy that Adepticon is like 3,000 people. Dragon Con is 80,000 people. The core volunteer that I was a part of is 2,500 people. These are the volunteers. Those are the mad people who are just there to lend support to the official organizers. It's gargantuan, and by that nature, it's also varied. Um, there is a honest-to-God warning that after 8 o'clock, if you have children under 18, that's your problem because they <laughs> will see things and they right. will hear things, probably smell things that you as a parent may not be happy about. And it's it's... It's a lot of people like Adepticon is a crush of people, but at Adepticon, everyone is family to me at this point. I've been going there. This is going to be my ninth year next year. I the, the people I don't know, I still respect because they're at Adepticon and I feel like this is a you know all encompassing feeling. Meanwhile, 80,000 people is not a place where I'm going to have that feeling, and I don't do well with crowds. That being said... Sorry, you went to a place with 80,000 people and you don't like crowds? I hate crowds so much, Ashley. <laughs> I, listen, like, I went through my entire baggage of anxieties in the first day I was there, and for the rest of the con, I was essentially going through the emotional equivalent of a slow organ failure. I it's so but that's the worst of what Dragon Con has to offer someone like me. Everything else is awesome. I've met some just super cool people there. Uh, as a volunteer, I got to hang out with the other volunteers, but also some of the guests that were showing up. I got to chit-chat with some of the writers from Blizzard. I, I finally got to meet Leah Kearns, who blurbed my first book, and and thank her for the blurb because I, I don't know if you know, but for, for those who don't know, uh, Leah Kearns played um, Racetrack on Battlestar Galactica. She plays a character also on Traveler. She's a, a fairly recognizable sci-fi actress. Uh, very talented, and having someone who is in the industry write some a blurb on your first book 
that opens doors. So it was really cathartic for me to actually get to shake her hand and say, hey, yeah, thanks for taking the time to do that because that helps. And I, I'm, it's, there's a lot of things that are kind of surreal about Dragon Con also, like impromptu inflatable dinosaur dances. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's, uh, there's also some very strange things. There's a, there's a Star Trek talent show, which I didn't get to go to this year. Um, there's, uh, there are several very bizarre experiences you can have, such as the anything but clothes ball. Which okay. is that you you must be dressed, you cannot be naked, <laughs> but, but it can't but be clothes. Interesting. Yeah. So, I have um, one of my Follow friends. Question? One of my no no yes. What did you wear to the ball? Uh, one of my friends goes every year, um, and he said one of his most interesting experiences was it was about ten o'clock at night, and. He comes out of his hotel room, and out of another hotel room comes a bunch of stormtroopers. Except, imagine somebody wearing a stormtrooper costume, but it's just the cod piece and the helmet. Yeah, I've seen that. Okay, okay. yeah, also, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, of course you are. But just just be, <laughs> be careful, Ashley. Their aim isn't great. <laughs> oh, my God. So, that being said, I mean, I, there, there's there's a weird, there's a lot of weird I really subcultures. Yeah. <laughs> There's there's a lot of weird subcultures like there's there's something called the cult of the carpet because at the Marriott for a long time they had a very specific recognizable carpet pattern that people started it started one year with people dressing up as soldiers but their camouflage was the carpet <laughs> and it has since they've changed the carpet since then like years ago they don't use that carpet anymore but there are people speaking of stormtrooper a guy was in a stormtrooper outfit full full stormtrooper suit with the pattern of the carpet printed on it these are expensive <laughs> suits these people are single-handedly keeping that carpet pattern alive by the way there's a car with that pattern on it i feel like i, I went to the well, wrong con this weekend um maybe i mean it's intense. <laughs> so I had a great time because I made a lot of new friends. Um, I, I I got to drink some pie. I got to. I'm sorry. Did you say drink pie? Yeah, it's a beverage that the volunteers. Some got, of the volunteers okay, have. Got it. It I just had this image of you like with a like apple pie and a straw. Not I've... inaccurate. There's a place. Okay, fair enough. There's there's a place at near the con you can get a slice of cake the size of your head. Uh, Why not? I've I've made that mistake before. Delicious mistake. Oh man, the so, worst mistake I ever made was the cake shake out at. Uh, <laughs> I've heard I've heard oh. legends of the cake shake, but I've never had any. Uh, don't. So. <laughs> don't do it, man. If if. If you're someone who in who has no problems with crowds and you want to experience something absolutely insane, you must at least once in your life go to Dragon Con. It is awesome. There's no question it's it's awesome. Every year there's a night where some people can go sleep at the aquarium for a night. Uh, if you get bored, you can go to the Coca-Cola Museum. Though I've never had time to do that. It, it's is and. To be honest, like I haven't even had time to really sit down and look at the various tracks, but there are tracks for everything. 
and I definitely should be checking the writing track and the horror track. I just never <laughs> really had time because of other obligations. Yeah. And the, the reason I even went to Adepticon, uh, to Dragon Con the first time was because I was nominated for a writing award. And I've been going ever since. This, this was my third year. So it's it's still kind of this weird addiction where every year I know I'm going somewhere that's going to make me at least part of me very miserable but other parts of me are still craving the experience somehow it's drugs like <laughs> i've been told i can talk about heroin this is probably some type of barbiturate i know it's bad but i hey, 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 hey. we said we talked about booze oh uh, okay it's like <laughs> it's like really intense booze that you can't really say no to there you go <laughs> there you go Everything's better. There you go. I've restored the balance. So, yeah, it was an experience. Excellent. Oh, but, um, yeah, I was very disappointed and surprised that this year, of all three years I've gone, I didn't see almost any 40K cosplay. Oh, really? They were all at, a, at Nova, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. I only saw, like, two or three. And there's no real miniature track that's like, focuses mm. on wargaming that much. It's almost every. It's, it's almost as if Dragon Con is fully aware that there are other places that people will want to go for this. Mm-hmm. Well, the, and one of the things about Dragon Con that one of the reasons I want to go is because I think it's something like what is it like seventy percent of the people show up are going and cos cosplay at least one day, something like that. Like there's tons of cosplay, right? Yes, actually, here's the thing: there is so much cosplay. That as someone who, because I travel light, I don't bring costumes. I, I try to travel for carry-on only. But starting next year, I feel like I kind of need to have a costume because I'm in the minority. Right. Not the slight minority. Not like, oh, I'm I'm in the 48% that doesn't wear a costume. No, I'm in the lower 10 to 15%. Everyone has at least something. And it's it's... It's insane because you've you've got obviously like full on accurate cosplays of things. But then you've got mashups of things that you never knew existed. So it's one thing you don't know and another thing you don't know mated with one another to create some other thing you don't know. Then you've got people who do casual cosplay where they're dressed up as a, a relaxed version of whatever they're 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 dressed as. Um I, like a casual space marine would be a thing where it's just a backpack and a gun and and you know maybe like a jacket with an embroidered chaptered logo. It's all sorts of bizarre things. And then obviously they kind of meet up in, in themes. So like all the Overwatch players will like get together. Well, they have their own events now. Uh, they haven't. They had a, an After Dark event that I didn't get to go to, which was kind of troubling. <laughs> so, oh, and obviously there is just a plethora of sexy, quote unquote, versions of these costumes of almost every oh, obviously. costume. Obviously, and some of them are for children's cartoons and will shake up your memories of these cartoons <laughs> so yeah cosplay is enormous there I, I, I there's there's some people that wear full-on articulated robot pieces it's nuts this is the whole thing is a non-stop spectacle oh and by the way 
You know how at Adepticon, at some point in the night, it stops, and you go sleep, and it starts again the next day? Yeah. That's it's like not a straight-up party, right? Yeah, that's not the Dragon Con way. <laughs> you can, at, with ease, never stop. There are people who rent hotel rooms in shifts. So the people who want oh, to wow. do panels by day will sleep there at night and then essentially like hot box with the people who want to party at night so that it saves on hotel costs and they just rotate in and out of the rooms that way. It's nuts. Sounds like a lot of fun. So if you can't Sounds make intense. it if you can't make it to Nova and you don't mind crowds, go to Dragon Con. Awesome. Well, do we have anything else from uh, from Nova or Dragon Con or just what's going on? There was Titanicus. That's all I got, guys. No, I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I, I can say a quick blurb. I have one more spot on my Adepticon tour. Ooh. 40, 40, 40 spots, only one left. So if anybody that is listening wants to go to Adepticon with GNT, then please contact Oh, Terrace, you're, you're so yeah. tempting right now. I know. I take care of it all there, Ashley. I know. It was great. I, don't, I, don't, I like paying money and it happening and me having to do nothing. That's really awesome. <laughs> And, I really, and, I really value trading my money for free time. <laughs> and and it's of course have the hotel space still. Yeah. So, Terrace, right. let's talk after. All right. <laughs> Sorry, one spot. And uh, also reworking my UK tour. Uh, GNT is kind of going through a new phase, and I just wanted to mention it quickly. I won't go on too long, but we. I want to make all our tours more more geek, more geek intense. Mm. So our UK for, tour, for instance, is usually about going somewhere and traveling, and then going somewhere and going somewhere geeky, namely Nottingham. I'm going to just make it Nottingham intense for the first bit, and then the extension will go somewhere else. Oh, so you don't have to go. Yeah. So I want to make sure that the UK part is just just the UK part. So we land. We go to uh, Salute the next day after we go to Nottingham, and we start going through all the companies there. Of course, GW is included. Warhammer World, we go to twice. Mantic, uh, Warlord, the whole bit. Uh, and a peripheral of other ones, uh, including War Games Foundry, which is a new one for us. But anyway, I'm trying to make it so it's really, really intense, and you cannot have to travel that long, because I know that people have less and less time, it seems. So a GNT as a whole is going through that whole kind of revival that way. That's it. Very cool. Very. So you know what's you know really what? geeky, Terrace? Libraries, books. <laughs> I know. I'm Both trying. Topics. I'm trying. Nah, nah, I'm I know. Trying. I'm, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. I know you're busy. You could you could visit <laughs> Maine, which is you know where Stephen King's from, and Jeff is very close to Maine. I'm actually thinking about coming there, by the way. But in Montreal? Wait. Oh, whatever. I mean, <laughs> yay! Stop by and visit us here in New Hampshire. I could. I, I oh, thinking. not me. That's fine. I know. I know. I know my place. You can come visit anytime <laughs> you want. I'm thinking. <laughs> cool. Contemplating. Awesome. Well, yes. Please go check out GeekNationTours.com. 
uh, as we've said plenty of times. Uh, I have myself have not been on a Geek Nation tour, but Ashley and JF have, so you've heard them rant and rave about it. And you know, I was strongly considering doing it again. And I have helped Terrace, you know, helped Terrace at events on tours, and uh, you know he yeah. he definitely takes care of you like nobody else I've ever seen does. He, anything? Oh, you it's need, insane. He's there it's, for you. It's In crazy. fact, you can abuse him. It's the <laughs> best. On on the last uh, Adepticon tour, um, I wasn't there, but you know my my friends were, and, and they were saying that they they missed hanging out with Terrace because he he squeaked in a nap, but they yeah, allowed him that's... they allowed him to do that because he's so busy with you guys, he barely has time to sleep. I needed a nap that day. I did. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, Terrace, for joining us. No, my um, pleasure. Thank you for inviting me on this uh, Adeptus Titanicus one. I, I really wanted to talk about it. My uh, my love of that, and and my new love for uh, uh, Kill Team. So uh, thank you. Uh, it was awesome. And please keep posting pictures. You know, as you're working on your site, and I love to see it when it's done. Sure, I will. And uh, and as soon as I get a little bit of paint on my my Primaris Death Watch, yeah, I'll post your Kill Team too. For sure. Awesome. Well, guys, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Free Buddhas Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddhas Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddhas Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies. Guys, I'm super tired. <laughs> Hey, well, I mean, you did yes. just get back from Dragon. I'm going to do so. it. Are you really? I'm going to do it. Wow. Do you, do you want me? Do you want me to like fill out the thing on the thing? Yeah. Yeah. Fill okay. Out the thing on the thing. Okay. Yay. I'm so glad that made sense. Yes. I'm glad. Thank you. I'm glad you're coming. All those listeners are going to go on to try and grab the last spot and Ashley got it. Yeah. Yeah. We should put, put a disclaimer. A, Ashley changed her mind. <laughs> Wait, do you, do you want to record something to put like a, de, a de cap, uh, to cap Were the show? Are you recording or... that just now? You could just. Oh, yeah. Do, no, just yeah, yeah. That no, no record, record Ashley tearfully apologizing for taking yeah. a spot. Oh, and there's no tearful apology. This is just happening. Okay. Joyful apology. <laughs> too bad. Rub, rub too it bad. in. Ashley. Yeah. Too bad. Well, actually, if you're on the, t- if you're on the tour as one of the other 39 people, you'll get to have, be on a tour with Ashley. Yeah. From 40K radio. There you go. There you go. Thank Believe it you. or not, and, and, and you'll have to uh, you'll have to post that when uh, yeah uh, on the community pa- uh, page that you're coming. She will be signing autographs. Oh my God! Stop yeah. it! Stop it! Oh, man, that's true. You you're not just going on. You're not just going to be on a tour with Ashley. You'll be on a tour with the Ashley. You guys need to stop. From the nope, 40K radio. Yeah, I, I think we should put that on the back of her 40K radio shirt. Oh, my God. <laughs>